Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hi, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Last week, we did talk about serums. We did. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. We should do more serum chats. We should. I mean, I just didn't want people to think that we don't talk. We actually don't talk about serums because we do talk about serums. We do. We like serums. I actually, after that episode, I started to bring back serums into my nighttime routine. Oh. I was like, what am I doing? I have all these serums. I should be using them. <laughs> but we'll get to that later because I did a whole thing. Uh, I can't wait to hear about it. I did a whole thing. I mean, maybe we'll get to it now. Yeah. Why don't you start talking about it? Should I just it? go for it? Yeah, because I'm curious about what you've been up to. Well, I had a little bit of a meltdown. 
which was I was feeling cluttered by all the products I had accumulated in my bathroom. Mm -hmm. As listeners might recall, I bought a spinny thing, which is its official name, Mm -hmm. to put all my products on. But then they were overflowing off of that onto the counter. I had my travel um, thing that I had not unpacked from my recent trip to Philadelphia. So that was just sitting in... I, I just... It was like overflowing with stuff. Right. And I decided to do what I have done with my children and their toys, which is that you rotate. Like uh, oftentimes what happens is your kids have tons of toys. They're all in a mess everywhere and they're not even able to play with them because they can't even see them. They just have so much stuff. This is a a theory. This is not necessarily what my kid's life is like, but people suggest you box up a bunch of their toys, put them away, leave out certain toys from them to play with, and then you can rotate in the toys Mm. that were boxed so they feel new and fresh again and your children can actually use them. I should do that with my husband's guitars. Do it with his guitars because he does have approximately 22. Oh, more than No way, really? Okay. (laughs) This is a topic for another time. (laughs) Guitars are his self-care. Yeah. Or his downfall. (laughs) Literally, they're going to fall on him (laughs) because he has so many. (sighs) So I decided to box up most of the products in my bathroom. I I put them in a shoebox that my husband had just sitting in our bedroom. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I don't know what what he was going to do with it, but I'd used it. Probably nothing. I'm starting to sit there. What if tomorrow he was like, hey, have you seen that shoebox? (laughs) And I'm like, no. (laughs) Nope. Don't look in the closet, nor should you open it and see all the products inside. So I used that and I filled it up with a ton of stuff. Not as much as I would like. This is the depressing. When I first came up with this purge plan, I was just like, I'll have one face wash, one moisturizer, you know, and then of course I have like three daytime moisturizers that I'm playing with. So you just, you, you selected the things you wanted to keep. Yes. And then kind you, of, you said, okay, I'm going to put everything else in this shoebox. Everything else. Okay. Because I have accumulated a lot of stuff. Yes. And and part of it is that people have very generously given us some yes. things because of the podcast. Yep. So I'll have all these, you know, have all these cool things. I mean, this is, again, what a problem to be complaining sure. about. Oh, I have a cool toner someone gave me. I mean, I realize, shut, shut up me. But also it's shit that I keep buying. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, even before I started this podcast, um, I had a lot of stuff, especially samples mm-hmm. that I just kind of accumulated yeah. or things I had used a couple times and been like, eh, but hadn't like done anything with them. So I think this is a more universal problem. It is. And I also feel like one thing that is something I would like to work on is this feeling I get where I just need to find the right thing and then everything will be solved. Mm. I just need to find the right pair of jeans and then that's going to like solve whatever gene crisis slash like you know, looking at myself in the mirror crisis I'm feeling. Or right. like, you're, you, know, you know that feeling where you're always on the quest for the I right do, quote unquote? But I got to tell you, Uh-oh. do you see this denim jacket that I'm yeah, wearing? Yeah, it's great. So I had been on a quest to find the perfect denim jacket. Like, <clears throat> I've owned several denim jackets over the course of my life, but none of them has ever been perfect because I realized I was always like too cheap to buy like the really good one that I wanted. I was too cheap to buy the one that I really wanted. So I would always buy ones that were like slightly off and then I just didn't like them. And then I saw this one and I was like, that jacket is perfect. It's a little more than I want to spend, but I'm going to get it. And you know what? I'm really happy with it. So just putting that out there. (laughs) 
Where is this jean jacket from? It's from me. I was going to say, <laughs> God damn it. Because you know, I went there the other day and I didn't try on the jean jacket. I believe it is called the perfect jean jacket. Fucking A. Should I go there tonight? I mean, I have if a- you get this one, I recommend sizing up. Okay. It looked, the one reason I didn't try it on, and I have a Target jean jacket that I'm that's loose and very light that I'm pretty happy with, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give me like a form-fitted, yep. sexy jean jacket. Mm, you know what I mean? Like sure. if I wanted to pair it with a dress, this conversation has turned, but I'm okay <laughs> with it. Um, and I liked the look of that Madewell one, but it felt like a heavy denim. Am I um, right in that well, assessment? Well, you can try it on after, Don't worry. The, after the show. The fashion show will begin. <laughs> um, wait, but just to go back to your yes. shoe box, how long are you going to keep these products So what I was gonna, away? What I was going to do is just see how... The things that I've kept out work for me because sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't even know if a product works because I'm like, oh, I'll be using this today and then I'll go over here and try this thing. I'm just and also, you know, I don't I don't have deep needs. My biggest like skin need is anti-aging and right. sun protection. Yeah, you have great skin. Oh, I have the best skin. <laughs> no, it, I, my, my, I don't have, um, aside from the zit that's healing on my chin, I don't have rosacea. I don't right. have like a, a situation situation on my skin. And also like we live in Los Angeles, which I feel like is pretty kind to skin. The weather is good here. We don't have a really dry, cold winter. We and don't we don't have, a, have, lot have of, a lot of humidity. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Yeah. Um, like my skin is definitely better in LA Maybe than it was on the East Coast. It. Yeah, that could be it. So I just kept out certain products that I that I like using right now and I tried to put everything else away just and also I feel like then I'll know if I'm really missing something. Like if I'm like totally. Now I did put the Pixie Glow toner in, toner toner in the box and oh. then I took it out. And oh. then I took it out I couldn't commit. Okay. I couldn't commit, but I can tell you what I have like two day moisturizers, a night oil and my La Mer cream. I've kept two face washes, three. There's an Acure in my, in my bat, in my shower, Mm. which I like, except that the Acure smells like kitchen cleaning solution. Anyway, this has gone on. I've rambled Mm. here, Dory. It's fine. So anyway, that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to narrow down my products. I put them back on the spinny thing. The spinny thing is now very empty and sleek looking. Oh, I like that. And that felt good. Great. I can see things. Uh, and I'm going to give that a whirl. Literally. Literally. Literally give it a whirl. Boy, I, I apologize. I kind of just dumped a lot of information there. No, don't apologize. How was your birthday? Kate, I got to tell you, my birthday was kind of great. You did an you did amazing things for your birthday that was all in line with self-care yeah and I I wasn't really expecting my birthday to be great like I was expecting it to be right but you had had some mixed feelings about it I had some mixed feelings about it I really I was kind of not dreading it but I was yeah I I wasn't that excited about it um I switched like where we were gonna eat dinner like three times like I was just having a lot of sort of general anxiety about it um but the day kicked off with breakfast with a friend. Fun. And that was lovely. And then I went to an appointment with my infertility doctor. Just how you want to spend the your birthday. best way to spend your birthday. But it was actually a pretty good appointment. And we got some like relatively hopeful good news. So that was like a good, like, I think if that had been a bad appointment, I would have been oh like, God, yeah. Mm, why did I do that? <laughs> um, but that was good. And then Matt and I went to the container store 
And we're going to talk about this a little bit more on a future episode. So I don't want to say too much. But let's just say your kitchen looks but dope. But let's just say, and like my husband really stepped up with oh, the kitchen Matt, stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. And from there, we went to Guitar Center. Now, you all may be thinking, <laughs> wait a second. You just ragged on your <laughs> husband's guitar collection. But we went to the section of the store with the keyboards and you bought yourself a digital piano well he bought okay, it yes it was, i'm sorry that's right <laughs> it was my birthday it was your birthday present <laughs> but he he was very adamant and i'm i'm glad he insisted on this he was like i want to go and try them out like i want you to go there and try them out um so you know exactly which one you want to get yeah and did you find one that i found one that i really like and it's a it's a yes I also should clarify, I always raise my hand when we're doing this podcast. <laughs> and it's very not, it's not conducive for podcasting. No. Nobody else can see that I'm no, raising my true. hand. I apologize for interrupting. Do you know how to play piano? Oh, yes. I took piano for like six years. Okay. okay. As a child. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, we had never said like what your relationship oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, to yeah. piano. Yeah. So I took piano lessons for probably about six years. Um, I, I spent Saturdays at the New England Conservatory of Music wow. taking like music theory and choir and piano lessons. Like it was a whole program. Did so you I, enjoy it? I kid? did. I did. And then I stopped enjoying it. And yeah. that was when I, uh, you know, when I got to be like kind of a, a teen, I was like, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm too cool for this. And you were. Which of course I regret. Of course. But whatever. Um, and so... Yeah, we had been talking about possibly getting a piano. We don't have room for an actual piano, but we realized that we could fit a digital piano in my office. And the neat thing these days about digital pianos is that they actually have weighted keys. So it feels like you're playing a piano. It doesn't feel like you're playing like a rinky-dink Casio keyboard. That's cool. So it was very cool. Have you jammed out on it Oh, yet? I sure have. Oh, wow. And it's really fun. I downloaded some sheet music. I also bought a book of easy piano songs to play. What's an example of an easy piano song? Like row, row, row your boat? Or is it more like an easy list, like a um, pop like song? Sam Cooke, You Send Me. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, easy. it's 50 songs from across the decades. It sounds <laughs> so perfect it also for your... has like a Megan Trainor song. Okay. <laughs> Here's a question. Yes. Have you started playing Broadway show tunes on your piano? Well, Kate. <laughs> yes. uh, I downloaded the sheet music for Wig in a Box from Hedwig and the Angry oh, Inch. God, that's a great song. Which is like the best song. And I, I'm, 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 you know, stuttering my way through it. That's awesome. Um, so that's been, that's been fun. Yeah. Is there a self-care slash stress relief slash self-soothing element to yes, piano I've been, playing? Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, granted my birthday was Wednesday. Today is Friday. So it's been two days. 48 hours. Um, but like I, I, I went to a thing last night and I got home and then I just like played piano for an hour. That's awesome. My husband bought himself a digital keyboard last year and he, he, Please yeah, you know, it? when you were in the house, I, I took a peek. Did you take a look at yeah, it? Yeah, it was it was one. It was like my runner up, actually. Oh, oh, I almost bought that. One. We almost made it. Yeah. But he plays. He's been teaching himself how to play, and it's very um, therapeutic for him. Yes, I had to like tear myself away. I was like, oh, it's time for bed. I need to stop playing the piano. Stop rocking out. Um, there's also the piano I got. It's
it's a Roland and there's an app that I downloaded onto my iPad that has some, um, some music. And then it also has, you know, the pianos now have Bluetooth. <laughs> so yeah, this like, is not the crazy. pianos that we grew no, up with. Yeah. But like, there's all these things you can do to like, there's all these exercises and it teaches you, you know, cause like, I remember how to read music, but I'm a little rusty. Like I haven't sure. played in over 25 years. So, um, but they had a couple of class. I, I only played classical piano when I was growing up, and they had a couple of um, tunes that I, that I used to play. Wow! Um, so that was fun. I was like, "Oh, I played this." I think a really cool thing that I, I see people doing as adults is picking up the thing that they had done as a kid that for whatever reason they stopped. Like I started horseback riding again a little bit last mm. year, which is was my the love of my life. Yeah, as a, as a kid. Yeah. And like my husband loves music. He had never taken, maybe he had, I can't remember, but he's, you know, teaching himself the piano. Like there is that space now as an adult to totally appreciate a thing that you maybe, maybe wasn't fun for you as a kid, but that you liked. Yeah. I mean, you know, even I never took Broadway dance as a kid, but I did take ballet and jazz dance for Mm. like six years, six or seven years, like as a kid. So that was definitely like a thing that was part of my life. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's all been exciting, but you know, please call us and let us know if you have taken up things that you did as a child. Yeah, I would be curious. I mean, I am not yet playing the clarinet, but if you are, leave us a voicemail. Yeah, it's 781-591-0390. And you can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can also gram us at Forever 35 Podcast or tweet us at Forever 35 Pod. And just a reminder that everything we mention product-wise is always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And on our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter. We have our next issue going out the first week of June. And as always, there is going to be an amazing giveaway. Um, and if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. I think it's time for a little break. Yep. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday 
lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just gonna say, like, I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. 
this is what's so great about Quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Okay, we're back and we are going to talk about our two-month intentions exploration. Yeah, we're not going to call it a challenge because challenge feels like it kind of sets you up either for success or failure. And that's not what this is about. No. We're exploring where we want to be in two months. This is a this is something your husband asked you recently, correct? Yes. Yeah. It is very introspective. And it, and it was a it was an interesting question that I had trouble answering. Um and listen, if you guys want to play along, do it. Um, do it. And we're going to use the hashtag forever 35 intentions. Yeah. So you can use that on Instagram or Twitter and I guess on Facebook too. Yeah. Facebook will accept Facebook a hash. Facebook will accept a hashtag. Um, and yeah, we'd love to know what your intentions are or intentions are as well. And this is a two month. Basically, the question that you were posed was where do you envision yourself in two months? Yeah. And how have you thought about that, Dory? Like what, when you actually kind of dug in, well, how did you approach it? Well, so, you know, people uh, very kindly have been asking if I'm working on another book. And my answer lately has been like, <laughs> yeah. it's been like, I've, I've come up with a bunch of ideas. I've sort of started working on some of them, but not really. And I think in two months, I would like to have a clear idea of what my next book is going to be. A vision. A vision. Like it doesn't, I don't have to have it. I'm not, I'm not trying to have it done or even, I don't even know if I'll have like pages written, but I feel like I've, I've been sort of like scattered and I'll be like, oh, oh, this is an idea. And I'll like make some notes on my phone and then like sit down at the computer and try to write some stuff. But there's no, I feel like there's no structure around it. And maybe, maybe in the past that would have been okay. But right now I'm feeling like I need to be more intentional. 
So when we come back and revisit this conversation in two months, yes, in July, will you please bring to the table as your accountability buddy? Yes, bring um, a three sentence blurb about what this thing is that you're creating. Kate, I would love to do that. Great, great. We're um, gonna set our. We're gonna maybe set some deliverables. I love a deliverable. You are very task oriented. I, I am task say. oriented. You're very good at that. Yeah. If you give me a task, I will probably do it. You'll complete it. I'll yeah. forget it. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think you so, will. So is that, so ha, that's your big kind of professional focus for the next two months? I think that's my professional focus for the next two months. Um, you know, it's been interesting because I've been, um, I've been, you know, I left BuzzFeed almost exactly three months ago. And my, but my husband has also been on hiatus for pretty much the entire, almost the entire time I've been off of, uh, out of work. And for people who don't work in the TV industry, hiatus is basically just a time where a TV show is not in production. Right. So it's like a, it's like a summer break for school. It's like an unpaid summer break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he goes back to work very soon. And so I do think that my daily routine is going to shift a little bit when he goes back to work. And I'm curious to see kind of, I want to be a little bit more intentional about like how I structure my days. Like I, I had started out with a very clear ish idea of like almost like hour by hour, how I was going to break down my days now that I don't have a full-time job that I go to an office for. And I did that for a little while and then it's just kind of completely fallen off. But I feel like it's all part of like, it's related to my other, to my intention because part of what I was going to do every day was like, write, mm-hmm. But I don't think I had a clear idea of what I was supposed to be writing. So you can just kind of flounder. So I was floundering. Yeah. I felt floundering. And I think now... I'm getting to a point where I can really um, figure out like not just what my days look like, but like what do I want my life to look like? And also like, you know, the podcast, the, our podcast has is has obviously become a huge part of that. And, yeah. you know, you and I have talked about how in July we're going to sit down and talk about our long-term we're ideas our for the podcast. State of the pod meeting. State of the pod. So... Yeah, so I think it's going to be a, a a good. I think it's going to be a good summer. I can't wait to hear more about what you're working on and to see what you kind of show up with. Thank you, Kate. What about you? Okay, so in thinking about two months, which is not a lot of time. No, it's not. There's not much to you can accomplish in two no. months. I mean, yes, other people could, but you know what I mean. Two months, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, feels short. Except, like we have. Sorry to interrupt. No, get in there. But like we have discussed. You can, if you are working on something, you can get stuff done if you only do like half an hour a day. Yes, if you put your mind to it. If you put your mind to it. So although... break things down into manageable pieces. break things down into manageable pieces. So although two months doesn't seem like a long time, I feel like we could actually kind of make some headway here. No, we could accomplish a lot. Yeah. Here's here's how I approach this. I focused on themes. Ooh, I love And I just kind of was coming up with some words of like how I wanted the next two months of my Mm. life to go. And here they are. Okay. Calm. Mm. Grounded. Yes. Quiet. Oh, okay. Thoughtful. Yeah. And then routine. These are great words. They felt good. Um, in the next two months, I will have my birthday. Yeah. I'm going to turn 39. I wrote when I was writing this down, I wrote, I'll have passed my 35th birthday. And I was like, oh, no, Kate. <laughs> 39. I'll be turning 39. Uh. 
I want to set up a manageable daily routine where I, I wrote, I have felt unhinged and untethered for a while. Mm. That since this year started, I just have felt like I'm carrying uh, something that's too heavy, but I can't put it. So I'm just kind of like always yep. struggle, hefting, struggling. Yep. And I would really like to release that. I'm, I'm using every, I sound like I'm in therapy right now, but that's what I would really like to kind of let go of that feeling. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping just, just talking about it and setting that as kind of a goal will help me accomplish it. And, you know, part of mine is also related to professional stuff because mm -hmm. I'm also working on another book as a writer and I just completely re, I, com I let go of an old idea and, and mm. welcomed in a new one. I mm -hmm. ushered in a new idea mm -hmm. that now I need to really sit down with and be like, how am I going to execute this? Yeah. And how am I going to do it and not get discouraged and actually follow through on yeah. it? Yeah. Um, because as a creative person, I tend to get very discouraged easily and just give up and come up with a new idea. And then, then I just yep. flounder. Just again, floundering in is, there. is the theme of the day. So, you know, I would really just like to have some like, uh, just feel calm. Yeah. I, that's just what I'm, what I'm really craving. And I also lately have felt like really unmotivated to do anything. Like the past two weeks, I could barely bring myself to cook dinner for my family and I, mm -hmm. like I've just been like making chicken nuggets every night for my kids and then just kind of like picking through the refrigerator for myself. Mm. And I just haven't felt like, eh. I just have felt really blah. Kate, you know what? Yes. Sounds like you need a vacation. Thank God I am going on one in two days. <laughs> um, I'm very excited about about having some time with just my husband. Yeah, and that's actually, be Yeah, so we nice. haven't ever really had that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and then hopefully when I get back, the challenging thing as a parent with kids is that summer can surprisingly be a grind. Mm. It's a different schedule. You're driving to camps. I've got two kids going to two different camps and a, we're, the schedules are different. You know, it can be a little yep. bit of a... And sometimes they're home when they're not at camp. They're going to be home and I've yep. got to still figure out how I'm going to get work done. You know, it's just a thing. These are blessed problems to have. Sure. I love my kids. I'm happy to do it. But, you know, it's it still just is like, how do I then find time for me to stay calm and grounded amidst the chaos of my life? I don't <sighs> know the answer, but I'm going to figure it out well, by the middle <clears> of July. I look forward to hearing more. And what could your deliverable to me be? I actually would like, could I give you like a, a book deliverable? Yes. Like, could I say I'm going to have written, let's say, what, 5,000 words, 10,000 words? Let's do 5,000. Okay. Let's keep it low. Yeah. Let's keep it low and manageable. Yeah. 5,000. I'm going to have 5,000 words of this new thing that I want to be the next thing I bring into the world written, and I will hand it to you uh, when we record this in exactly two months. I can't wait. Listeners, join us. Yes. Please join us. Hashtag Forever 35 Intentions. Yeah. And it can be literally anything we are obviously coming to this as from our own careers and yep. our own lives but it can be anything it can literally be just like i want to have a glass of water a day and yeah. have drink more water i mean who knows totally but just just um think about what you want the next two months of your life to look like yeah maybe it's watch the bachelor every monday night that's one also one of my intentions not spoil the bachelorette for myself mm. this season all right okay that's also a two-month thing well, I think we're going to take another quick break. Let's do it. And now it's time to hear from our guest, Emily Gould. 
today we have author Emily Gould with us. Hello, Emily. Hey, guys. Hi. I'm so excited. We are so glad to have you. Um, I'm just going to read this bio that I copied and pasted from your website. Do it. Which is beautiful, by the way. Oh, EmilyGould.com. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is such a lovely website. If you need a new website, I can hook you up. Like, <laughs> oh, great recommendation. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, so Emily is the author of And the Heart Says Whatever, uh, which is a book of essays, Friendship, which is a novel, and the forthcoming Perfect Tunes, which is another novel. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ruth Curry, she runs Emily Books, which sells and publishes books by women as an imprint of Coffee House Press. She is a contributor to Book Forum and The Cut, and she teaches writing in New York City, where she lives with her family. Welcome. Yay. It's so thrilling to be here with my favorite podcast. <laughs> we should also add to her bio, active member of the Forever 35 Facebook, Facebook group, group and community. Indeed. I, I have a very popular post on there about um, how my almost three-year-old smashed my bottle of good cheese. <laughs> yes, that was an early and and really Traumatic. relatable. I meet strangers who want to like give me condolences about oh that on a fairly regular basis <laughs> that is like it's okay i got i scraped most of it off the floor and i put it in a spice jar and it might have some glass shards in it but it's fine <laughs> but you know what the glass shards just make the stuff go into your skin faster it's exfoliating it's like a vampire yeah, facial it oh it is you're oh. Like diy yeah great I, to, I really think it's fine guys. i'll have to try that sometime <laughs> in the moment when that happened did you have did you panic it's weird. I don't usually get upset about objects. Um but yeah, it was it was a rough one. That was that was tough. I think also because Rafi, my son, has been on such a like tour of dis- destruction lately, just breaking things that matter to me. Oh. Like I got all these cute um what is that brand of ceramics that people get Heath? for their wet? Yep. I got all these heat ceramics from when I got married and he's been like systematically destroying oh, them. Boy. Yeah, like a little sugar bowl and stuff. And it's just like, I mean, you have to really practice non-attachment to the material when you have a toddler. And that's hard. Yeah, I know. I mean, what are you supposed to do, though? You could either like replace everything with plastic and like live in a kindergarten or um, just reconcile yourself to all of your stuff getting broken yeah it's true <sighs> i mean have you have you ever lost a sentimental a really sentimental item i've Has never owned a really sentimental item i think if i lost oh i oh i'm not wearing it um <laughs> what happened to it um i have a ring for my great great grandmother and i think if i ever lost that i would be i would be pretty bummed but other than that i don't own anything that i care about that's good yeah it's the way to live yeah so for for the benefit of those um listening who don't know you and your son your son is two almost three he'll be three in june yeah right and you're pregnant super pregnant yep enormously i i was telling dory earlier i i actually just got a little not a lecture but just sort of a gentle chiding from my midwives about how I've gained enough weight and I get to sort of slow my roll now. The weight gain during pregnancy, I don't, I I gained more than you're quote unquote supposed to. How are you supposed to slow it down? It's a person growing inside of you. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
it's not like you're eating a stack of waffles at every meal. You're, you're just literally growing a person. There's no and an to, organ yeah. and a bunch of goop. Yeah, so much goop. So That's much. what Gwyneth Paltrow named her website after the stuff inside <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, I think you look great. Yeah, Aww. and it's great to okay. see you in Los Angeles. I'm. Ugh, I, like just every minute that I'm here is like being on the million of the best drugs. Um, so Emily, as you know, as a faithful listener to Forever 35, I would say obsessed, a, an oh. obsessive listener. Thank you. Um, the thing that we always ask our guests is what is a self-care routine that brings you joy, calm? Oh, you were looking at me with a real look of panic right now. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I just don't have anything that's like that special or different, I don't think, than everyone else's you stuff. I don't know if this is one for you, but one thing I used to love was your food blog. Oh, yeah. My relationship with cooking has really evolved since I first had a food blog at the dawn of Tumblr. It's changed? Um, well, I was diagnosed with celiac. Ooh. Yeah. And so I started cooking more um, at home out of just necessity yeah um and then I also had a child and had to do a lot of like survival cooking Mm -hmm. rather than like fun hobbyistic cooking so the for a while the fun hobbyistic cooking did really completely go out the window but I'm starting to get it back and the thing that really helps me is my cookbook club wait a second how does this work it's the most genius thing ever I'm very jealous. They let me come once. Wow. Which one did you come for? Wasn't it? I wasn't at the cookbook club. It was, I mean, it was like probably eight years ago. Okay. I came to something at your old apartment. I know. I believe you. I just have a terrible memory. I think it was the cookbook club. Um, I came to something at your old apartment and I, yeah, I think it was the cookbook club, but I, but. Anyway, sorry. I, I apologize. I no, did not mean to interrupt. No, no. I'm Go just, on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and remember which cookbook we were cooking when you came. Because what, what happened was um, my friends and I first cooked our way through the oeuvre of Lori Colwyn, who's one of my favorite food writers. I don't even know who this is. Oh, okay. you have a treat in store. Lori Colvin? Lori Colwyn. Colwyn. Uh, okay. she's a, she was actually a novelist. And then she wrote a couple of books of sort of like food essays Ooh. With, with recipes. And the recipes are... It's hard to describe them. They're sort of like charmingly whack. Okay. Like some of them are amazing. And then some of them are like um, fermented black bean and eggplant Whoa, situation. Yum. It's the kind of stuff that like you would never really think to write down a recipe for because it's like the weird stuff that you make for yourself when you're alone. Right. And you're just like digging through finding things but it's so satisfying. Like she talks about the feeling of like buying a whole bag of peppers when you have a craving for them and just like eating them all on the way home from the grocery store. So does your cookbook club, does everybody buy the cookbook and then you all cook recipes from it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we get it from the library. Okay. Okay. But um, (laughs) We don't feel like committing, but yeah, we, we all cook, we all, you know, there's a long, long email chain involved. We decide in advance what, what dishes we're going to cook all from the same cookbook. And then it comes together into a really good potluck dinner party. How many people are in your cookbook club? Just four. Okay. So it's like, you know, someone does a main, someone does a salad, someone does another side, and someone does dessert, basically. And the, or, or an order or whatever. Like the last one we did was Six Seasons, and I made a very labor-intensive artichoke dip that, in retrospect, would have been fine if I'd used frozen artichokes. <laughs> I just did like, you know, it's like three hours of artichoke butchering, which I guess could have oh, been meditative. Um, 
And uh, yeah, also like I think the thing we're finding after like eight years of cookbook club is cookbooks that are all about fresh seasonal ingredients. Like we live in New York, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even the stuff that comes to us from like New Jersey and upstate in the summer is like, it's fine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The you can really taste the terroir of the potatoes that come from the North Fork of Long Island, you know? Now, do you, so I have done this a similar thing only a handful of times with a group of women that I'm friends with here in LA, but I have such performance anxiety about cooking that it makes me, it's not like it's terror. I'm terrified that I'm going to bring the thing that's disgusting. Has that happened? Well, part of of what we're doing though is like, they were testing the cookbooks. Okay. Mm. Like we try to really follow the instructions to the letter. So if we fail, if the things are gross, like that's a win because we're like we have found that this vaunted cookbook Mm. has some really flawed recipes in it and you would be surprised i mean a lot of cookbooks have bad recipe testing Mm. i can name names but wow yeah just name one name oh my god the first one that springs into the first one that springs to my mind actually is a cookbook that i love that i totally recommend and i'm sure this has been fixed in you know, future printings of the book, but uh, Julia Tertian's book, um, Small Victories, has a recipe for blood orange granita in it that was so weird. Oh, <laughs> and I've heard of this it was cookbook. Because like, it was like basically just some frozen orange juice with like whipped cream on it. Oh, it that sounds like something out of my like, the, this wonderful cookbook my mother-in-law gave me from her church. Yeah. Where it's all like really, in- it's it's from the South. And so a lot of it is like interesting processed food recipes. That's like Sandra Lee's whole vibe. Yeah. Which I have to tell you, a lot of these recipes are amazing. Southern yeah. women know what's up. Oh, yeah. But yeah. those communities, those spiral bound community yeah. cookbooks yes, that's have what this winners is. in them. Yeah. Like Ruth has one from where she grew up in the Midwest that is like the um, police department put out and it's called Cuff 'em and Stuff 'em. <laughs> <laughs> have some good casseroles in there. Anyway, it's a it's a fun way to sort of like try new recipes. You don't worry about failure. The only time we've worried about failure, like sometimes we've really choked and it's always been when we've <laughs> occasionally we've made the mistake of inviting the cookbook author to come and what? dine with us. Oh. oh my God, I would fucking die. Yeah, wow. we almost did die actually when <laughs> Amanda Hesser came, not from food poisoning, but um, <laughs> we got, we were so nervous that we got really really drunk and then she brought a bottle of armagnac i don't know what that is it's actually a wonderful sort of you know after dinner liqueur like i think it's an apple brandy Mm -hmm. might be wrong about that but i don't remember the details of this evening very clearly anyway yeah we were all like destroyed and everything we cooked was disgusting like the salad had grit in it the (laughs) duck was undercooked the rice was raw the cake was raw in the middle like everything was just bad and wrong and it wasn't her fault it wasn't the recipe's fault oh it was just stressful. we were just she makes me nervous that's terrifying she's yeah. very i can't she, she's I, sort of like a like a martha stewart of our generation totally yeah, i don't know you had her over <laughs> you're naming i don't know anything about these cookbook people i literally if you said mark Bittman, i'd be like okay and that's the limit that's as far as i go Oh, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of a nerd of this stuff, actually. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, you are. In yeah. a, like a wonderful, great way. It's one of my areas of nerdery. Yeah. Um, so you two actually also have another thing in common, which is that you are both 
trained yoga teachers. That's true. I know when you were talking Isn't about everyone, non-attachment. Though, I am not. <laughs> I'm not a yoga yeah, teacher. Live in New York for like two more years and get back to me on that. <laughs> LA is like the epicenter of people becoming yoga teachers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like you, it will come for you. Oh, I see what you're Either saying. Either that or, or you'll like learn how to do Reiki or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, that movie. You read movie. tarot, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. It's mm-hmm. like it happens where that you're running away from the thing and it eventually catches you that horror movie. Oh, that's what uh-huh. new age. Yeah. New age spiritual practices are. Yeah. It'll get you. All right. I just got back into tarot in a big way, actually. Mm. I have a new deck. I'm really excited about it. Well, you the last time you were. Was that the last time you were in L.A.? When mm. you were in my old apartment? No, I have to have been here since then. Except maybe not because I like had a child. My life stopped. So yeah. I'm not sure. Well, so you came to visit um, right before a friendship came out. And I remember you brought me a tarot deck. Mm, the Wild Unknown. Yes, you brought me the Wild Unknown um, as like a, I don't know, like a house, a hostess gift, I suppose. <laughs> like a you live in LA now gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you were like, okay, you should, you should do, you should read a card every day. Like you gave me that assignment. Um, and I did. And then like three weeks later, I met Matt. Ooh. I'm just saying. Were the cards <laughs> telling you that it was in the works? They, they actually were. Yeah. Like, I think you did an actual reading. Yeah. And it was like a very auspicious reading. And we were both like, whoa, this is, this is auspicious. She got the, she drew the king of pentacles, which I think, um, or no, maybe, it was, no, maybe it was the, em- no, sorry, that's wrong. She drew the emperor of pentacles. Uh, I think I don't remember yeah. I don't remember what the cards were it was something it was like a, you're gonna meet a dude basically yeah. you're gonna meet a dude who's got it going on I love that card yeah, yeah. it was a great card um, so yeah so I love the um, I love that deck and I bring it to Palm Springs every year that's your deck that you've taught that Matt yes, got into that, yeah. that now Matt is really into doing a, a, a yearly tarot reading for the year ahead and he takes it very seriously I love it can I ask <laughs> I bought a deck of tarot so I always thought tarot and I'm a person who believes everything and I thought tarot was seemed kind of silly and then my best friend and I uh, she had a reading at Spellbound Sky which is a crystal store here in LA I know how this all sounds listeners go on but this is (laughs) this is the world I'm in and her reading was so spot on that I wept it was un it was unreal and so then I bought a deck but now I don't know kind of how to learn is the is the way like if you were advising someone who was like what is tarot I what what would you tell them what deck would you tell them to buy and what would be like the first practice with a tarot deck I love Michelle T's recent-ish book about tarot so much do you have you read Michelle T Michelle Any? T lives here in LA maybe we could get Michelle T on the podcast I think we should actually <gasps> you must she's amazing yeah again don't know Michelle T don't know Amanda Hesser <laughs> I've got a long <laughs> list of research from this episode and wow it's hard to think of two more different people <laughs> <laughs> but they wrote a book about Tara with a deck? Does Mich- it come with a deck? Michelle T, the, um, she did not make a tarot deck to go with this book, although it does have illustrations okay. of every card. Um, and she does a little memoiristic essay to go with every card. Ooh. Um, and also a spell or spells that, to go with every card to either like continue the power of that card or if it's like a mm, card to get rid of the power of that card. Um, super cool that sounds so cool yeah I love that. and it's a really easy way to learn 
Okay. What is the name of her book? Um, oh, I'm blanking on it. We but can it's look it just up. like Michelle T's tarot book. You'll, okay. You know. yeah. we'll, we'll link to it on the website. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, good. Thank you for that tip because I don't know what I'm doing with tarot. It feels kind of daunting. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, it, I think the thing I told Dory about pulling a card a day and then you'd like slowly become familiar with the most deck. of the deck, except for what you might notice happening and you should write and you should write this down. You should keep a little diary of it is like you will, you will end up drawing the same cards over and over again. Whoa. Like, and Dory is nodding. Yeah. She's affirming. I am this. a believer in the power of the tarot. Okay. Okay. It's also good for writers, I think, or any kind of creative person who, if you're sort of trying to enhance your ability to make connections that aren't overt in your mind, like if you're trying to, improve your sort of symbolic thinking because it's just all about symbols and metaphors so regardless of whether you buy into any of the soothsaying woo -woo aspects of it it's just an interesting sort of like alternative way of explaining what's going on i love it okay yeah i'm on board you know we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, so, Emily, you are also finishing, you're finishing up your new novel. Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> um, and can you, can you tell us a little bit about how your writing practice changed once you had kids um, or once you had a kid? Yeah. And how you're kind of managing that? Um, we were so dumb when I was pregnant with Rafi. My husband and I are both writers and I think we just had no idea what having a child would entail. And, and neither of us at that point um, had like a day job. I mean, we both had had jobs, but we were both in sort of like purely freelance mode uh, at that time in what seems like a long time ago in our <laughs> lives, which was obviously actually, you know, about four years ago. And we sort of thought like, oh, we'll do uh, what uh, Sylvia Plath and Ted Hughes did and just like split up the day. You know, one of us takes him in the afternoon, one of us takes him in the morning. That, you know, it didn't really work out very well for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough role model. So, I'm not sure why we thought it would go any differently for us. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, now it as I anticipate the birth of my second child, I'm like, what is our exact plan for yeah. childcare? How much of it can we afford? What can we sell? <laughs> like, yeah. Cause well, now Keith is working. Yeah. Now we both will. I, you know, I have a bunch of different gigs yeah. all the time. And uh, Keith has like the realest job ever. He works at, he's a professor at Columbia and he has to go to all kinds of like meetings about procurement or whatever you know like it's very yeah and we both and we both still do all of the you know novelisting that we ever did but we just it feels more like a fun indulgence than like this bad thing that you have to procrastinate against so that's mm. good i guess the child care thing and affording child care and feeling like you need to sell a limb to afford it is really tough <laughs> There's no real, it, it's really hard figuring out how to juggle your work, your kids' lives, their schedule, and then also like getting enough care so that you can get your work done. And also do life right. in any yeah. way. Like I, I have um, friends of friends who uh, the husband is American, the wife is Swedish, and they recently, and they have a kid who's around Rafi's age, and they recently moved back to her native Sweden because... Like, why would you not? <laughs> right. Yeah. They just, they have it right there. They are going to put that child in a, an excellent close by state run daycare that is going to cost them, you know, some fee that's adjusted for their income. So probably like a hundred or $200 a month. Oh boy. Which is like as high as it gets. Wow. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Maybe less, actually. They're not, they're, you know, artists. Yeah. So. 
So how do you, how do you also fit in self-care? Yeah. <laughs> when, how do you wash your face? <laughs> oh, um, also we should say Emily's skin looks amazing. Literally. I said it looked like a baby's butt. Mm-hmm. Thanks guys. It's a combination of good genes and literal good genes. Good genes, and good genes. <laughs> yeah. It's dewy. Yeah. You're it's glowy. Rosy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think the only time I've had bad skin in my life was like after I went off hormonal birth control and then I just had like one really bad cyst exit that didn't go away for a year. It was mm-hmm. probably around the time that, well, no, it was like about a year after we met. It was like when mm-hmm. I was quitting Gawker and everything was going wrong in my life. Yeah. I mean, that was probably <laughs> like quitting hormonal time? birth control and yeah, that's when you're going to get a giant zit in the exact center yeah. of your face. that takes yeah. forever to go away. For sure. I look at photos of that time and I'm like, yep my whole life is just that's it (laughs) but isn't it amazing though how the elements of stress and whatever else is going on in your life can just rock it out through your face Mm -hmm. i mean that it your skin is very telling about what you're experiencing in other parts of your life this is also going to be like a thing that no one likes to hear but um after I was diagnosed with celiac and I stopped eating gluten, my skin got a lot better. <laughs> Sorry. That's probably only true if you have an autoimmune condition, though. <laughs> I don't actually recommend that people quit eating gluten recreationally because gluten is delicious and in everything good. So self-care. Oh, sorry, guys. I forgot that that's what the podcast is about. No, um, yeah. Um, I have to say over the past few months listening to your podcast, I have really stepped up my game in a lot of ways. Wow. Yeah, I I didn't used to use any actives. Oh, um, sure. So I oh. have incorporated alternating the good genes and the Pixie Glow cleanser oh, into God, my routine. Pixie Glow. Yeah, it's um, and uh, I used to only use this uh, really thick kind of waxy Dr. Hauschka moisturizer mm. that's like pretty heavy, and I phased that out in favor of like some some lighter stuff but that i was real loyal to that dr Hauschka product i used it probably from when i was like 20 on was wow. it the rose yeah the rose cream it's good stuff but yeah. it's it's probably good for like if it's winter and your skin is like chapped and windburned because like maybe you're a skier or something did you ex- did you consult with someone before you started like before you bought good jeans and pixie glow or you were just like, I'm going to try this stuff and see how it works. Um, I think I got like, I, I got a facial for the first time in like several years. And then I was like, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep this going. Cause the facialist was very like brusque and a little bit mean. And she was like, you have a lot of blackheads. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was, I, I kind of love those facialists though. Like I love a somewhat mean facialist. And, and she was, she was right. Like I did have, I, I think um, I've always just had like, you know, like that's, those ones that are really hard to get yes. rid of on like the oh. sides of your nose. Yes. Yes. The her- super hurdy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, and they're super teeny tiny yeah. and they're yeah. like really, really in there. Like, and it just kind of looks like, I remember my, when I was a teenager, once I was like sitting with my little brother in the backseat of the car and he was like looking at in, in like bright natural, natural sunlight. And he looked at my nose really up close and he said, do you shave your nose? <laughs> Because he thought it was like stubble. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> he was just asking. Yeah, that's an honest question. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and so after, I, but after I started using the like, um, acids mm-hmm. to exfoliate on a semi-regular basis, um, I haven't really had as many. Like, if I like squeeze the side of my little <laughs> nose flap right now, I don't think any stuff would come out. Wow. wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it really is. It's a it's a real game changer for my nose flaps. 
um, <laughs> one just to change subjects a tiny bit. One thing we were talking about when I saw you yesterday was the internet. Mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. I did my dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Um, And you, you know, we met because we were both writing for Gawker. Like we've both been writing on the internet for a long time. And I think both have a complicated relationship with the internet, um, but yours might be more complicated. Um, well, we had complicated relationships with the internet before everyone else did. I think <laughs> you guys like created the genre. <laughs> I mean, Emily really did. That's true. Yeah, I did. Christen it. Yeah, um, but you know, how has your relationship with the internet evolved? And when we're talking about self care, like, do you find that the internet? is part of your self-care or does it impinge on your self-care or is it a combination? I mean, I think if I was going to, you know, that series that Slate has been doing where couples talk about our one fight. Yes. I think if I was going to do one of those with Keith, which I would never do because (laughs) I'm not insane. Um, uh, that in that way, um, it would obviously, it would be about my relationship with the internet. I mean, he says like put down your phone and interact with me on a on a very regular basis yeah um and i'm like but and if i hate him at that moment i'm like why would i interact with you when i can interact with my fun friends who live in my phone like (laughs) um so that's bad oh and i and i have had like really successful productive sort of like detoxes in the past especially when working in fiction which you know like it, it is. It does require a kind of sustained attention that the internet is very, very good at destroying. I gotta say though, like I would not trade the relationships that I have because of the internet. Yeah, and that uh, the relationships that have been strengthened by the internet. Like, even though I have really, really been through the ringer, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, have like not lowercase like not a joke PTSD from Mm -hmm. what happened to me in the like you know that gawker time um yeah I still I still really love to be able to like like if I'm visiting somewhere like I visited Portland a few weeks ago and I just put up an Instagram that was like hey I'm in town get at you know like like the lazy shitty thing that people do (laughs) but then you know I actually got to hang out with four of my awesome Portland internet pals. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And and those relationships are real. Totally. Um, I love being able to keep in touch with people who are far flung. I I love the, the internet. I mean, it's, I don't know. Well, as we say all the time, like we met on Tumblr, Kate and I met on Tumblr. Yeah. And I know about Kate's writing from Tumblr too. Oh God bless you. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I officiated my friend Joy's wedding and I met her on Tumblr. And now yeah. she's a real life friend. Yeah. Like like really? That, yeah. That shit is real. It is real. It's just what you pay, mm. what you pay and what you receive and figuring out. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on Twitter in a month. Oh, I've been wow. on, I cheat. I uh-huh. cheat and I look at political people on Twitter, but I have not looked at my Twitter feed in a month. And there was a moment yesterday where I like almost begged my, because I had my husband go in and change my password so I can't get on. Mm. A pro move. It's pro move, but I almost like begged for it back the other day. I forget mm. what I wanted. See, it doesn't even, does, it's irrelevant. I forget what I wanted to like be a part of, but it, it feels, it's like a, it's an addiction. It is an addiction. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fully, fully an addiction. An addiction yeah. And it's very hard to break it. Well, I mean, it's, I know you guys already talked about this a little bit, but 
The addiction that it's most like is maybe a little bit more like eating problems, like being addicted because you can't, it's very, very difficult to live any kind of professional existence and abstain from the internet entirely. Um, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to say that we need it to survive in the way that we need food, but it's, it's, it would be really hard for any of us to completely go cold turkey from yeah from everything from everything yeah then you see these moments of where it's awesome i know and you make actual human connections with people i know and you're like oh i guess this is worth it i don't know i don't know the answer but well everything i mean (laughs) very trite and yoga teacher thing to say but everything has its good and bad aspects like inextricably entangled within it yeah yeah Mm. i bet you are a good yoga teacher oh i was well (laughs) I um I now aspire to be a yoga student and not really a teacher. I like teaching teenagers though. That oh, was cool. fun. Teenagers are just great. I know. Really? I know. They I know I'm intimidated popular. by them. No, I well I I taught um I taught a class called Teens and Tweens, so that was 8 8 to 13 year olds. So that's that's a great age actually. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, well, Emily, this was a pleasure. Mm, it was. Pleasure's all mine, guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. honor. Thank you. I love Emily. I mean, I've known her for a million years, but she's the best. Also, I loved it. I don't know if you saw this. Someone in our Facebook group recently was like, when are you having Emily Gould on? And I was like, uh, it's literally happening. like the next episode. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, Kate, let's yes. talk about, I know we were talking about two month intentions. But, but how about one week intentions? One week intentions. Um, last week you said you were going to not overpack. How is that going? Well, I bought myself packing cubes. Oh, now this tip came to me from previous podcast guest, Jasmine Guillory. Mm -hmm. Her Instagram is always packed with helpful tips, I have to say, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. her Instagram stories. Plus, she's still doing her yoga challenge. She's, she's amazing. Almost at 200 days. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Every day I like wait in anticipation to make sure the yoga challenge is still going on. Not that it needs to go on forever, but it's just like my entertainment. Anyway, Dory, I bought packing cubes that I think are really going to help me. I have my suitcase in my house right now. I'm currently packing because I leave this weekend. Yeah. And I have I have certain clothes I'm going to wear. I have outfits planned out so that I can like so that I can go with one pair of shorts and two tops and the tops can also work with my jeans. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I kind of tried to think about this strategically rather than what I normally do, which is pack like I'm going to need everything yes. in my closet. Great. And the packing cubes keep things separate. And I think they yep. also help to keep things compact in your suitcase. Totally. So I will update you when I'm back about how it goes. But I can't I'm just wait. Trying not to, I'm trying not to stress about it and, and stay calm and cool. Okay. Um, last week, my intention was just birthday, and I feel like you owned <laughs> it. I think I, I think I owned it. It went, it went great. I had a great birthday. Did it go better than you thought it would? Like, did you kind yes. of set yourself up for feeling like yes. it might be? Eh, yes, and then it. I did. That's awesome. I'm and glad you made it. I gave Matt a lot of positive reinforcement about his role in my birthday. He did an awesome uh, job as he a really partner. Did. He really Which is, did. can depend, we haven't talked about love language on this podcast, but one day it'll come up. But t- depending on like what kind of reinforces you and fills, fills you, sometimes 
actions? Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Kate. And I know a lot of people think love languages are bullshit. I am not one of those people. I think they are not bullshit. No, I actually think it's amazing. <laughs> um, but my birthday managed to hit, to hit both of our love languages because his is acts of service and mine is quality time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we spent the day and evening together, but he was like doing things for me. Uh-huh, which satisfied Which satisfied him. him. And I mean, obviously satisfied me as well. But for me, it was more about the quality time that I got to spend That's with him. That's so cool. Yeah, we should talk about that more in another episode. Yeah, let's do that. So this week, what is your intention? Um, This week, my intention is to play piano every day. Well, you already have hit it. You're almost halfway there. Yeah. So, you know, I like to set set manageable intentions. (laughs) Yeah, but that seems like it's really enjoyable for you as well. It is. It is. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And my intention is not like, I'm going to master like five songs. It's just, I'm going to play piano every day. You're not going to form a band with your husband, which is my dream. No, but he did. He did come into my office the other night as I was playing Sam Cooke and started playing along with With the guitar. guitar? It was very sweet. That's really cool. I feel like this could introduce a whole new different element of your relationship. I agree. I agree. In my love language. Quality time. (laughs) Quality time. What's your intention this week? So I was going to set myself up with a little challenge. I was going to stretch out my legs for a minute, uh, a minute a day, just bend over and touch my toes and just let my kind of hamstrings and calves yes. stretch. That's it. My They're tight. I find that when my legs are tight, the rest of my body feels crummy. And I just thought, what if for a, instead of trying to do 20 minutes of yoga a day, what if I just Kate, I touched love my hands to my toes this. for a minute? Because I have been told to do this. Okay. This and very thing. Really? Have you ever done it? No. <laughs> well, and it's Jump a minute. It's like such a short amount of time. A it feels like forever. Totally. When you're, when you're hanging down. Um, anyway, I love this. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll see <sighs> how it goes. Yeah. Well, this was a joy as always. A treasure. Great to see you. Great to see you. And now it is time to say goodbye. Yes. So listen, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Kate Spencer, and me, you, Dory Shafrir, and produ- produced. I do that every time. You do. We should just say produced. It's produced and edited <laughs> by Sammy Junio. You are always welcome to leave us Apple Podcast reviews because it really helps people find the show. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.